spiritual. This is a spiritual affair. A spiritual. This is a spiritual affair. A spiritual. A spiritual. A spiritual. This is a spiritual affair. A spiritual. This is a spiritual affair. A spiritual. This is a spiritual affair. A spiritual. Listening to KAYT 88.1 FM, Gina Alexandria, 98.9 FM, Monroe, West Monroe, 92.5 FM, Shreveport, Greenwood, 100.1 FM, Lake Charles, and KQJO, 99.3 FM, St. Joseph, Louisiana, Natchez, Mississippi. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Restoring Faith Broadcast, and I am Dr. Christopher Manuel, pastor of the Smyrna and Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist Churches in Alexandria. We desire to present the gospel message of Jesus Christ to a dying world in these final moments of Earth's history. And now, today's broadcast. Revelation chapter 2, and we're going to be looking at verses 8, 9, 10, and 11. 8, 9, 10, and 11. Revelation 2, verse 8, 9, 10, and 11. If you have it and you know it, say amen. All right, we're going to be looking here, and I'm reading from the King James Version. Just follow along in whatever version you have. I'm not prejudiced in what version you use, as long as you understand it. Amen. All right. Revelation 2, verse 8, 9, 10, and 11. Is, are you there, everybody? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Here we go. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. For none of those things which thou shalt suffer, fear, excuse me, fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Uh-oh. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation. How long? Here's the promise. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt 
of the second death. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. I like this right here. In our series last night, as we started out, we talked about the church at Ephesus. We talked about going back and getting the love that we left with God. We were, we were encouraged last night to talk about remember where we've fallen. We were also encouraged to repent. We were also encouraged to revive and do the first works. We were also encouraged that if we don't, we suffer being removed out of our candlesticks. Today we're going to talk about the series of the church at Smyrna. Brothers and sisters, it, it was echoing of the disappointing results when the message first came forward, talking about the church at Smyrna. And looking at this, we remember a song comes to mind. And you can probably go along with me at this song that you've heard long time ago. And some of the lyrics go like this. Tragedies are commonplace. All kinds of diseases, people are slipping away. <laughs> Economy's down. People can't get enough pay. But as for me, <laughs> all I can say is, thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for me. Folks without homes, living out in the streets, and drug habits, some say they just can't beat. Mothers and robbers, no place seem to be safe. But you have been my protection every step of the way. I want to say thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for me. That was the beckoning call of our message entitled tonight, Through It All you're going to make it. Yeah. Through it all, you're going to make it. Here, we look at Smyrna. We look at the church at Smyrna. I'm not talking about, that's at 916 Richmond Drive. I'm talking about here, that their, the setting of their church was in between 100 and 325 AD. And the word Smyrna means myrrh or sweet fragrance. So now you have something to go back and tell your coworkers. Our name means myrrh and sweet fragrance. That's what, that's what Smyrna means. But looking at this time period of where Smyrna has emerged and all of the good things that Smyrna has going on, and some of them are in question, the main features of their time period was persecution, suffering, and martyrdom. Y'all quiet on me. Persecution suffering and martyrdom. In other words, they were killing folk during Smyrna's time. But Smyrna had it going on because Jesus declared to them that they are rich. And I was just wondering, just in my mind, trying to do the study, Sister Hudson, I'm like, how in the world that you got persecution and suffering and martyrdom during a time period between 100 and 325 AD, how in the world do you have a people being rich at this time? Well, we had to look back in the history and we find out that some 70 years after this prophecy was given, a spirit of martyrdom broke out where they were and these folk had been treated very wrong. 
Anytime that you're in a place too long and it seems uneasy and everything, the equilibrium feels different. It sometimes it feels as if we have become lethargic. We've gotten common to the things of God in his own house. And it seems as if something is not happening. Can I go back to your heyday, Smyrna? Remember when the pews were filled from wall to wall. School was full. You didn't have to worry about payments making them to the treasurer. Sending payments to the conference off. You didn't have to worry about that. Everything was taken care of. Something happened in the equilibrium. I'm not talking about us tonight. I'm just giving us information on that wherever we're going through, guess what? We're going to make it. You know why? Because Jesus is the guide. And we don't have anything to worry about if he's guiding. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. Even if the bills look crooked and stuff just still look like it's just out of the way, guess what? God is going to lead us to a place where it's going to be all right. What do you say? Amen. This time period spread over a period of several literal days. The Bible tells us in verse 10, look there. He tells us in verse 10 that you will have tribulation. How long, everybody? Ten days. That's what it says in the text. And Jesus becomes the counselor when we look at verses 8 and 9. He, he, he says something about himself. He's the first and he's the what? He's the last. He's the one that was dead and is alive. So he had to, he had to erect himself and give himself the title. So not give him, but you know he don't need a title. He's Jesus. That's who he is. However, in this text, Smyrna needed to know who he was. Because when you're rich, you sometimes lose your cognition on whose you are. You can have a lot, no matter how much you have, but you, you tend to lose that sometime because you go to bragging on yourself on what you can do. God didn't ask you what you can do. He's trying to empower you so you can do for him. Does that make sense? So, so a lot of times, can I tell you something right quick, church? Can I tell you something right quick? The gifts you have, yes. he gave them to you. Yes. Can I talk about us just a little bit? The gifts and talents in which you possess, he gave them to you. Watch this. In giving them to you, he gave them to you to build up his church. Yes. We don't have the right when we're asked to sing to say, I don't feel like. Yes. Yes. That's true. You when was the last time you told God you don't feel like it? I thought about Jesus' predicament and his perspective while he walked the planet. You remember that any time, at any moment, if he would have thought wrong, we might as well ball the world up and put it in trash. Because the story of redemption would have been messed up. And every day, do you not know that we were on his mind? There was not a time that he, we, that he could say, I don't feel like it. Because <laughs> through it all, he knew that we were going to make it. Here in our text that we have, he says he's the first. He's the last. He's the one that was dead and is alive. Verse 9, then he tells them about themselves just a little bit. Not bad, but he's just, he just telling them. He says, I know your what? I know your works. I know your tribulation. Watch this. And your poverty, watch this. But you're rich. <laughs> you mean to tell me I'm going through stuff? 
I have stuff out of the line and out of the way, but I'm rich. I like when God brag on me like that because I go to scratching my head, Sister Rum. I'm like, he said I'm rich, but I don't see no money. I don't see, I make the call down to the bank, they laughing. Y'all gotta get loose now, you gotta get loose tonight, you gotta get loose tonight, because God says that you gonna make it regardless of how many nickels you rub together. Because what, what, watch this, money ain't nothing to God. The Bible tells us he owns the cattle upon a thousand hills. And you have to count the hills and not the cattle. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. If we had enough time to count the hills, we know how much money we got. But guess what? He said you can't count how much money we got. He, he said because the silver and gold is his. And watch this. He says that we are his heirs because he's the king, right? And since we know that, all we have to do is just ask him. <laughs> well, well, Pastor, you just made that too simple. It is that simple because that's what he said. And if he's making it that simple, I ought to just get on my knees and say, Lord, you know what? There's some things I need to discuss with you. Amen. Spend some time with him on your knees. See, see what, what we're missing in church today is relationship. Not just with one another. We got to start out with God first. So the rest of our day will be nothing but smooth sailing. And I'm not talking about the Isaac brothers. Yes. <laughs> Amen, somebody. So Smyrna here was, was, was rebuilt several times after the destruction by earthquakes, including particularly a devastating earthquake that happened in AD 17. You can look that up on Google. An aqueduct was built to bring fresh water into the city, and their population at its height was over a little bit over 100,000 people. How 